2: Outspoken with White and Jordan 100% engagement It's a total disrespect Download, stand well back, listen Jim White and Simon Jordan I don't see that view. you Outspoken with White and Jordan From the world's biggest sports radio station
3: Talk Sport
2: Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan I'm Jim White and today myself and Simon Brought you the very latest news and discussion on Transfer Deadline Day as the brakes are put on Premier League spending, is sustainability now the new norm for transfer windows going forward or merely a temporary moment? We build up to the big fight live on TalkSport on Saturday night. Dan Aziz against Josh Boazze at Wembley and Chris Eubank Senior joins us live in studio. Will Eubank Junior versus Connor Ben ever happen? Things get very lively between Chris and Simon. This is Outspoken with White and Jordan. Is everybody really on board the sustainability bus though? Is it time the Premier League brought back the rule to end clubs living via a credit card? The reason I ask you that, Premier League clubs now owe a total of two billion pounds in transfer fees in the form of buy now pay later deals. I mean Manchester United alone, their outstanding transfer debt was thirty-four million
4: in twenty thirteen. Yeah. Now ten times that. So what? Three hundred and sixty-four million. I mean it's a strange characterization, buy now, pay later. Everybody buys now and pays later. You buy a house, you pay for it later. Everybody, everybody, well, funds, not everybody. Well, most people do. I mean, there's only a few people that don't. And the days of every structured deal has has a time to pay on it. In yeah, terms but the of reason
2: I, the reason I mentioned it, the Premier League used to require that transfer fees had to be paid off within 12 months. That yeah. rule was scrapped. Yeah, uh, and because it, ridic- it was a
4: ridiculous rule. Well, why was it ridiculous? Because no other league had it. Oh, well, well, what's, so what's wrong with It puts everyone at a disadvantage. That suppresses marketplace. That suppresses commerciality. The EFL didn't have that rule. But well, not spending right. beyond your means? It's nothing to do with spending yes, beyond it your means. No, it's not. It's nothing to do with it. So basically, if somebody buys something they don't pay for instantaneously, that means they're above their means, does it? Yeah, you have 12 it means
2: it, months to, to or pay it off. Or it
4: means you cash flow your business. So why don't people pay for a stadium in a year then? Because you cash flow your business. And what you're doing is you're taking it, and also with the inflated value of transfers, so it helps support the transfer marketplace. It helps support businesses underpin, and it means that people do it do things in the football world like they do in every other world. Hang life. on, are, are you on board the sustainability bus? It's got nothing to do with sustainability. Yes, it is. Not, no, transfer fees have nothing to do with sustainability. Sustainability, if you're capitalizing your assets and you're buying players at the right value and players are achieving on the pitch and you're not overspending on wages, then you're fine. It's nothing to do with how you pay for players. It's what you buy. But look at the mess some
2: of these clubs have got themselves into now by
4: continuing to spend. The Premier League, in
2: in the past, they said that transfer fees had to be paid off within 12 months. They scrapped that rule. But that's got
4: nothing to do with it. That that would still ultimately put... That would would advantage... What that would do is that would enable the monopoly to continue. Because the only people that could really do that were Chelsea, Manchester United, and the clubs that have inordinate amounts of money. So any other club that wants to buy a player that they can spread over the length of his contract. You're not buying a player for a year. You're not... So, okay, then the whole system of, of everything about football, why are you paying sign-on fees over three years? Why do you buy a player, put him on a contract, and pay sign-on fees over four years? Isn't that paying on credit cards? Well, hang about then. So Premier League clubs now... Why do you or pay players of, all their wages up for four years then? The, Premier League clubs now or a total of £2 billion pounds in transfer fees. Ooh. £2 billion quid. Is that a good thing? Well, is it a bad thing then? £2 billion quid spread over a that's about £700 million a year. Is it a oh. good thing? It's a realistic thing. It's not a bad thing. Debt's only problem if you can't afford it. No, Is it that a sustainable thing? Well, it depends what you buy, and depends how you buy it, and depends what it does for you. If you buy players and you don't manage your business properly, then you put yourself in a situation... So we could actually turn around and say, would Maranacos have spent 150 million quid on transfers in the first season of Nottingham Forest if he couldn't pay for them on a drip? Probably. And would Nottingham Forest still get sanctioned? Yes, so where's the argument there? It's got nothing to do with the reality of how much cash you've got. It's about the profitability and who you buy and what you achieve with it. And every business and given that players aren't going for fifty grand anymore, they're going for tens of millions of pounds. It's entirely appropriate. And the wonderful thing about this, insofar as it's wonderful, I sound like Tigger, don't I? Winnie the Pooh. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> the wonderful thing about this is the, Sorry, industry, the industry itself. Yeah operates a trade credit policy that you would normally go to banks for. So normally what would happen is you'd go to a bank and look to fund a deal and it would they would charge you for doing it. The industry opposite operates a trade credit policy which is secured by the overriding collective policy of football creditor um, scenarios that everyone has to pay one another and they can't not, that enables this marketplace. So when you look at a two billion if you look at a 34 million debt to Man United in 2013 mm. and you look at what the turnover of Man United is in 2023 and the league's revenues are and the cost implications of the transfer market, you probably look at that and say, "Well, it's not disproportionate." So it's okay to buy players and then pay back on the never never. It's not. But it's not on the never never, is it? It is. The never never means you're never going to pay it. But beforehand, the Premier League
2: required that transfer fees had to be paid off so within twelve, 12, ma- 12 sorry, months. So it's twelve months'
4: credit. And every other except so credit is credit. So now you're arguing about the difference between 12 months and 24 months. So you, you can't afford it on day one, you can afford it on day 12, sorry, on month 12. You can't afford it, but it's not about not affording it. It's, all, it's, it's about, about the cash now. flow. Businesses are built upon cash flow. Every business in the world is built upon cash flow. Every business, irrespective of who they are, what sector they're in, whether it's Elon Musk businesses or it's a local news agent, survive on credit of some shape or form because it manages their cash flow. If you can pay for something over 36 payments that cost you no interest to do it, why would you do it? Why would anybody do it? Would not do it. So the debt ratio against if the Premier League is bringing in what? It's bringing in three and a half billion in and TV revenues call it closest to four with a raft of other things going in there, plus gate receipts, plus commercial deals. So you're now talking about the Premier League bringing in six or seven billion quid, and we're saying two billion quid worth of debt, which is broken down into payments of probably 700 million a year, is a problem. It's 12% of the of the ratio of the pre- Premier League's turnover. It's nothing. It's not a problem. It's nothing. It's nothing to do with buying it on a credit card. Nothing, and pay for it later. nothing. Pay them one day. Do you think Everton can service their debt? They can service their debt, but they can't service the lack of profitability. They can service their debt because they can find that they've got assets to be able to borrow against, to be able to refinance themselves. They've got an owner that doesn't want to fund it anymore. They can service their debt uh, by whatever method they choose to. The problem is they can't keep their profitability within the confines of what they need to because they've run their business badly. They've bought players and they've spent too much money. And then when they've tried to get rid of these players, they haven't been able to get the returns they want. But they're in a world of trouble now because they can't pay off what they owe. Well, they can pay off what they owe because they might have to sell other players to do it. It's not a case that they can't, there might be a consequence for having to do it in a certain way. It's It's undeniable Everton is a mess because it's been badly managed. That doesn't mean that being able to, any business that's badly managed, whether it borrows money or it doesn't, is going to fall apart. And theirs is badly managed. It's badly managed from a football operation point of view. Yeah, yeah. And this is an industry, if we're gonna talk about what the industry should be like, this is an industry that governs itself by saying how much money you're allowed to lose. What other industry has governance that says, mm. by the way, these are the regulations, you're allowed to lose this amount of money? Because football gets a different perspective. But I think the characterization to say the credit card mentality is a slightly. Um, it is a bit mad. You, you,
2: you make a good point. I mean, at, at the end of the day, what is FFP? I mean, in layman terms, over a three year period, clubs are allowed to lose, yeah. as you say, 105 million quid. You go over that, though, nowadays, and you're going to get punished. And that's why it's changed. Well, and cha- that's why today's well, quiet. It,
4: it's, what's changed is the constant... It's, the problem with FFP is not about the rule, it's about the enforcement of it. And now people are crying about the enforcement because the enforcement comes with, you're not going to get smacked smack on the wrist, you're not going to get a little, a little fine, you're going to get the very thing that you never wanted that you all thought you could get around, which is points. Yeah. Because before, what would happen is, you know, some Daddy Warbucks character would sit there and go, I tell you what, I'm going to get a £20 million fine, price it into what I'm going to do. So you're going to find me £20 million quid. I don't care. We've seen it. Manchester City did it in 2014 when they were offered a £50 million fine by UEFA, which was reduced to £20 million quid, and they paid it because they priced it into their thinking. Now what's happened is they've all of a sudden they've gone, bang, we're going to take a bite out of your backside. We're going to snap on this now. We're going to take points off you. And so with that in mind, all of a sudden the game's afoot. They don't fancy it anymore. They mean something. We're not, we're not asking you to stand back in a wall. We're spraying a line and you've got to stand behind that line. Sure. Otherwise we're going to book you if you move forward. Now we're going to take away points from you. And the very thing that a football club cannot have is competitive jeopardy taken away, which is points?
0: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers.
3: download stand well back listen
2: outspoken with white and jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station
1: talk sport
2: on 12 noon uh, uh, this beautiful beautiful Thursday lunchtime it was certainly beautiful here in uh, London hope it's good wherever you're listening all around the UK not a cloud in the sky here as we proceed to do what we do at this stage every week we're going to talk boxing Uh, Simon's alongside me of course Spencer Oliver not with us uh, at this stage Spencer we find up at Box Park at Wembley why is he up there? because at Wembley this Saturday night it's live on Talk Sport the WBA world title Final eliminator fight between the numbers one and two world-ranked heavyweights Joshua Buatsi and Dan Aziz go head-to-head at the OVO Arena at Wembley.
3: Joshua Buatsi,
2: Dan Aziz will put
3: friendship aside. The only reason why I'd fight someone like Dan is if something's at stake. Whether he thinks he's a favourite or not, he's a favourite.
0: This is a true South London battle.
1: Lovely right hand, Whoa. and it followed
3: up, and that's good night Pressure fighter, Aziz, and he really doesn't waste much. He don't like pressure in Half itself. I not like pressure. On that in it itself, team, been pressure no, on course, us. no, but it doesn't mean that you like it. It's a special fight between two of the most talented fighters that we have in this country. It's actually less than 10 miles that separate Croydon and Lewisham. I'm taking this fight as a challenge. You're taking it as the safer route. As long as the referee lifts my hand up, it's that simple.
2: All happens on Saturday night, Joshua Boatse against uh, Dan Aziz, the best of friends, but not when they get in the ring together uh, this Saturday night. Spencer joins us live from uh, Box Park up at Wembley and we'll be coming there live tomorrow morning from 10 to 1 on the show. Uh, Spence, good afternoon to you.
1: Tell us about the running order of events up there. Yeah, Jim, Simon, how are you both doing? Yeah, we're here at Box Park and um, yeah, we've got the press conference starting at 1pm, then Dan Aziz and Joshua Bwatsi do a gloves are off live from 2pm. So all going on here. We've got a great undercard as well, as you know, on Saturday night. So yep, things are going to start kicking off around one. They were very relaxed
2: when they were in here uh, last week with us, um, there was mutual respect Spencer, there was even a handshake at the end of it all, how will it be today do you think?
1: Well, Jim, now, you know, the reality is now starting to kick in. You know, there is a lot on the line. As you say, you know, WBA number one and WBA number two in in Boise and Aziz. And there's so much on the line. When there's a lot on the line, tensions start to rise. And we're starting to see that now. He was at the open workouts yesterday, and there was a little bit of needle between the two because obviously the winner goes on and he gets that shot for the world title, and the loser has to rebuild and and pick up the pieces. But, you know, we've got South London bragging rights on the line here as well. These guys, you know, live literally 10 miles apart. So it's all about legacies. And these are the fights you're remembered. And this, you know, these guys know that talking to them both. We're saying, listen, you both recognize where you come from. And in your area, this is such a huge fight. And it's going to be a fight that you're both remembered for. And that puts added pressure to this as well.
2: Sammy, you're going to go to it. Absolutely. Because as you always say, well, this one's a proper fight. Yeah, this is, is a proper fight. This
4: is a great division. It's a great division. We talk about better Biev, we talk about Bivol, we talk about Callum Smith, we talk about Anthony Yards. These two guys are ranked one and two in the division um, in, in terms of one of the belt classes. And we often talk about the best fight and the best. British fights always catch a light. And i think this is going to be a great great fight and also the undercars, you know you've got young young ben Whitaker that's a star in many people's minds are waiting to happen he's in the light heavyweight division but josh Bowatzi versus dan aziz is going to be a proper proper fight
2: yeah last week when they were in here spencer it was as i say very well mannered and the two of them got on pretty well but have a listen to this Spence do you remember this moment when they clashed over the validity if you like of the Aziz injury which led to the cancellation of the fight first time around
3: mainly because no one's actually directly come to me and said oh you know something's off or you know this injury's this or it's not legitimate I've no up to this day no one directly even Josh hasn't even directly said do you know what I mean it was In just when. Say that again. You've, you've never actually said, Dan. I think your your injury was bleep. your your. T- you say said- you what I did. I even messaged them. I said, Dan, speedy recovery. Hope everything's cool. That's initially, but of course, time again. I'm thinking, right? Was Dan injured? Was he not? Until now, sitting here, I didn't even know. He probably yeah. was. Well, I have no idea. But, but, in, issue, but this is what I'm saying someone is someone saying about it wasn't it? Yeah. But initially, was, I definitely messaged them because first of, I heard of it. I said, "Right, is he is, is, is he injured? I hope he's not injured. Speed recovery, yeah." That
5: so, was nice. So, and it was a legitimate injury.
3: Yeah. And do you know what it was? is with. I think it's because Eddie was just playing that narrative, and because he's such a big figure in the sport, that's what was kind of p pee, p me off. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, if whether yeah. Josh thought it was legitimate or it wasn't, the fact that. Yeah, you know, he messaged me, he said, look, speedy recovery. That's the Josh I know, like, you know what I mean? Because I would expect that for the years we've known each other, hey, you know, you're bottling it. What should we do get So <laughs> rid of that one, So, <laughs> so, so you do will, know one you know
4: what I mean? You were frustrated because what was being played, that was a game between two promoters. Exactly.
3: Out. And I'm in the midst of it, like, so I yeah. didn't really appreciate it. And especially the whole scenario, it, it kind of like, I guess I was a bit emotional, but now, you came, like...
4: Yeah, you came across well, you made your point. I think you're right, Simon. I think, Dan, as he did come across well, and he was right to make his point. Yeah, well, he's a, he's a smart kid. As he turned around and says, I didn't need to go to boxing. I've got I've I've got, a, I've got a degree. I've chosen to go to boxing, and he's gone the hard route, Spence, hasn't he? He's fought at, you know, area level. He's never had the sort of springboard that potentially Josh Broazzi's been afforded the opportunity to have. So it's a clash of of different, almost classes in the boxing world, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Listen, Joshua Boatsy, like you say, was the golden boy. He went to that 2016 Olympics, he picked up a bronze medal and big things were expected from him. He got that big contract from the big promoter. Whereas Dan Aziz, he went to every single promoter, asked them for a contract. They all turned him down. He had to box on the small halls, winning southern areas, English, British, Commonwealth, European. He's done it the hard way, you know, the old school way. But he sort of fed off that, you know, he's like, he said, listen, I'm going to prove them wrong. And, and That's how he feels going into this contest. He said, look, Joshua Boitsey, you know that you're the favourite going into this one. And Josh is a cool cat. He says, listen, I don't know that. He said, no, you do know that because we're from the same gym. We've sparred many times together. You've got the best of many of those sparring sessions. You know you're a big favourite. And he goes going in, but I'm feeding off that. That's what gives me energy. I want to prove people wrong and I want to prove myself right. So... You know, there's mind games been going on there, and we saw a little bit going back and forth when they were both in the studio. And I think Joshua White's is a cool cat, and Dan Aziz has been trying to stoke the fire a little bit, trying to get it going. Like, you can see what they're both trying to do here and both trying to achieve, but it's a fascinating contest because... They've both had totally different journeys, but now they've got to the same spot, you know, a number one and number two, and you're weighing it up going, I really don't know who's going to win this one. You know, it's all about who handles the pressure best on the night, who turns up on the night, because if someone has a bad night, and that does happen with boxers, you know, they can put in all the training and cover everything, leave no stone unturned, and on the night, it just doesn't happen. If well, that happens to one of these two, they lose the fight. It's, it's literally that close. Spencer, we know Boazzo goes into this as Favourite. So, what's the Aziz game plan, do you think? Listen, Aziz will take the fight straight to Joshua Bwatsi. He's got to meet fire with fire. He's got to make Joshua Bwatsi work when he doesn't want to work. But by doing that, he's, you know, it's got to be educated pressure. He can't go in there and be reckless because is very heavy handed. 20 fights, 20 wins, 13 of them by KO. And if he, if he hits an opponent, they stay hit. So, I think that for for, you know, for Dan Aziz, he's got to do what he does best, apply that pressure and just try and systematically take him into deep waters and wear him down and that's where his chance is, I think he's got to take the fight to him and roll the dice early really and take, take Boazzi out of his rhythm, as you say Boazzi starts the favourite but the closer we get into this fight, more people are starting to fancy Dan Aziz. It's going to be interesting to see them both here at the press conference today because that's when reality kicks in and both guys know that we're getting close. All the hard work's been done. You know, if any of them have left any stone unturned, that will show up on Saturday night.
2: Simon touched on it, Spencer, but it's, it's a more than decent undercard, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so listen, we've got a brilliant undercard as well. We've got Adam Azim versus Enoch Paulson. Enoch Paulson's a former European champion. He never lost his title in the ring. He was was taken off him through injury. Become vacant. Adam Azim's picked that up. So Enoch feels that he's got a point to prove here. He really fancies that. He's a decent fighter as well. So we're going to find out more about Adam Azim and where he's at. Is he the future of British boxing or is it another guy that's on the bill as well? Ben Whittaker. You know, five fights, five wins, four of those by KO. He's stepping up again. Gain here He's boxing a guy that previously took Dan Aziz the distance. So he's going to try and make a statement and let people know that, you know, he's going to be the next light heavyweight everyone's talking about. The light heavyweight division right now is actually actually thriving. You know, like Simon said there, you know, there's Anthony Yard. is in the mix as well. He's hovering around. And guess what? Ben Whitaker, he wants to be in that mix in 12 months as well. So he's going to go out there. He's going to try and showcase some skills. Caroline Dubois spending... Um, defending her IBO title as well. She's in a good fight against Miranda Reyes and she's really she's, she's in form as well, Reyes. She's beat, she's beat two former world champions in the last two fights and she's here to upset the apple cart as well. But you know what? Caroline Dubois says, I want those big fights. I want the Katie Taylors. I want the Chantel Camerons and I'm going to put on a show Saturday night. So yeah, what a card we've got here. And guys, you can catch it all live on TalkSport 2 from 7pm. Then you switch over to TalkSport's main channel at 9pm for all the live action we've got a great night of fighting
2: the world's most dangerous download outspoken with white and jordan
1: from the world's biggest sports radio station talk sport
2: people getting in touch as we talk boxing when is conor ben ever going to engage in a meaningful fight conor ben uh, going to be fighting again this weekend or in the usa he can fight anywhere in the world but the uk of course, he was going to fight Chris Eubank uh, Jr., but that was called off because of the failed drugs test. Is that fight ever going to happen? Simon, I'm thrilled to, to say that Chris Eubank Sr. joins us live in studio. Chris, how are you?
5: Excellent. Wonderful. Thank you. Rastafari. Reach dreadlocks. Okay, so that fight is... Uh, I mean, they're still talking about it. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense how they would even think about actually putting so much money and energy into actually producing another fight like it, knowing that I said it's not going to happen. And the reason it's not going to happen, now I can actually speak on, on hardcore facts. My son is now walking around at 13.5. That's 187 pounds. So for him to lose 27 pounds to get down to middleweight... it's a
4: lot, on him. See, you know, the
5: way you, you know, it's like, oh, a lot of. Like, a lot, uh, it? No, but you, you, the, the way you said that, it's like you're having a cup of tea and you're just having a bit of banter. No, it's this a is, lot. I'm agreeing with is, you. This is a man's yeah. life. Yeah,
4: I'm agreeing it's with It's a you. man's
5: life. He'll never get down to that weight again, ever. At 159, you saw him emaciated, as you said, Simon. So that's out of the window. He was never going to fight Conor He was better when
4: he fought Liam, he didn't look emaciated when he thought Liam's second fight, though, did he?
5: I, 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 I'm going to say, okay, just get past that. Yeah. You know, if uh, those promoters want to actually invest in promoting my name for another six months or another year, let me thank you first and foremost for the first time. If you want to do that again, please be my guest. Well, this this is the point. My son is now walking around at 13 Stones 5. a 187 pounds. So literally he can't get down, literally. Okay, and such a big build-up or expose on the Eubanks, he's not, you know, I, let's get to the point. Canelo is the only person he's going to be able to fight now to redeem any type of respect from the the, the fighting public. I mean, talking about real
4: fighters, real boxing people. Who, your son yeah. or Connor.
5: No, 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 my son.
4: Your son got a lot of respect back after beating Liam Smith in the second fight, though, didn't he? Yeah, well, you know, that's not me
5: talking. I mean, I, I know how you win respect. Okay? No, and it's, and it's, it's not beating a Liam Smith, who stopped you. So I don't want to get into that. Junior, this is what my view is. Uh, your saving grace is going to be Canelo. That's it, period. You're never going to get down, back down to 160. I wouldn't I won't allow that to happen anyway. Uh, and when you're walking around at 13 stones five, you're not going to get down. So you're a 168 fighter. Canelo is your way out or the way to win respect. And you cannot beat him. Not Canelo. The only way you can beat him is if daddy is next to you. That's it. Period. Uh, that's an American term for full stop. Is there anything else to say? <laughs> no. There <laughs> well, isn't. Only, so- only, only, only that. Only that. Yeah. Uh, that's a done deal. Now, 147 fights 147. Now, you know, there's only one undefeated Eubank left, and that's Harlem. Nineteen fights, nineteen wins. Okay? I've heard Connor talking about uh he's talking about all of the top fighters in the world. I mean, I'm talking about Crawford. How do you mm-hmm. how are you talking like that? What have you done? Well, look, you know, my son, my surrogate son, he wants to go and conquer the world too. So This is the fight that I stand for. Whoever wins this particular fight, Conor Ben versus Harlem, the Gold, Eubank, whoever wins that fight, goes ahead and then conquers the world. That can be your, let's say, your prize. But, you know, Conor talking about Crawford, what are you talking about? You You haven't, I mean, it seems to me as I go back and look, I'm the only one giving him credibility. You know what? Please come and talk to me. Because if you do, then we can get more things but, out in but, the open. Hold on, hold yeah. on. We can get more things out in the open. That's one. Two, where uh, Harlem is concerned, he's 19 fights. He's unbeaten. He's the bank that you want. So this promoter, who is somehow got him as some type of He's not doing anything he's a no man's the land e- and now he's fighting a guy called pete dobson yeah who is this guy Just i'm t- looking at him he's, hold on he's hold on, on. Over, i'm over. looking at him this this dobson and i'm looking at i'm looking at uh you know back in the day they used to use the term okay Ooh, i think uh they may have dug that one up he may still be warm that's the type of fighter he's fighting I don't disrespect him, but I'm talking about how the game goes. <laughs> right. They dug him up, okay, and he is still warm, okay? okay. That's how they talk about the Pete Dobson of my era, which is why I don't speak about Mr. But you, But you know the economics of how this you're works. Again, no, uh, uh, no, 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 no but on, let's be no, real. Let's not be no, idealistic. No, 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 no I can't realistic. look at the economics, because if I look at the economics, but then you're they, bringing me into the world of cheats. No, no But hold- I can't do that. Not Not with my okay. nephew, who is my son, and not with my son, Who's junior? But I can't to, get into in, in the economics. The
4: fight that talking about Harlan, right? Yeah. And the idea that Connor fights Harlan. Yeah. Whether you like it or you don't like it, and mm-hmm. I know that you believe that you are you were instrumental in stopping the first fight. It wasn't just the Connor failing age, uh, drug, yeah. um, a drug test, it was you your will, right and so it's proven to be the case they haven't fault. but to get Harlan yeah. in the ring with Connor, yes. the economics will dictate not your will and not your wishes, whether Hearn and his gang that I know that you have a respect for but don't like the way they're operating in certain respects with your son, if the economics aren't there, you're not getting Harlan and Connor Ben in the ring. Why, anytime soon, and
5: why wouldn't the economics be there? Why would they? Why would they? Because
4: I'm standing with him. Uh huh. Yeah, me. So it's about you.
5: Uh, now, now get this clear. Yes. Okay.
4: Okay. It's you about ha- you.
5: Ha- you have, you have to have a promoter. You have to have a face that draws. I've made hundreds of millions of pounds for Sky Television, hundreds of millions of pounds for ITV, hundreds. It said hundreds of millions of pounds for Matchroom. Who put them there? Who do you think put them there? I'm not bigging myself up. 1994, I I brought Barry Hearn into Sky. They gave me an eight-fight deal. How do you think the fishing? How do you think the darts? How do you think he rose in Matchroom? You have to have someone to bring you in. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, look Panetta, right? Yeah, okay. so luck.
4: That, that's great. Yeah, but, but, it, may, but, uh, it may
5: be great but, you but, say so. But it's also, but you're, you're, everyone,
4: you're, it's, everyone's a catalyst and everyone finds their levels. And I suspect that Barry Holm was also instrumental in some of the successes you had alongside your talent. Of course he was. Right, okay. Only, here's the
5: difference, okay? Yeah. He got me. I didn't get part of Matroom. But, but let me tell you what, yeah. in my view, Matchroom, you think any of those guys... The CEOs and you think these chairmen? You think they could have a position if I didn't? If I wasn't there at that time, I couldn't have done what I did without Barry Hearn. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mutual benefit. Yeah. But but, so you're saying, Chris, that your
2: name is the reason that Harlem, your nephew, should go in against Conor Ben?
5: Well, let me tell you what. What? What person on earth who watches boxing is not going to take? Who's not going to buy pay per view if I am with Harlem? I'm telling you that he beats Conor Ben. He beats him. Okay, that means I put my reputation by him, behind him. That means the hundreds of millions of pounds I've made for these networks. That person is sitting next to him. What I, if it can't I, happen, I, happen here in the I, UK? I, I, what if it can't? Mm. Uh, this is what I would say to that. Mm. Where his license is concerned, I get involved. I get his license back. He, but but in doing so, I'm gonna have to actually. I'm going to have to. You get
2: Ben's license back. Yeah.
5: How are you going to do that? Uh, I know the boss. I'm very close to the boss.
4: Yeah, I mean, Robert Smith is a sensible man, but the point I'm not is. I'm talking
5: about Robert Smith.
4: Okay, who, who are you talking about then? I can't tell you. Okay. All right. Well, we'll trying and to it, work that and one it back. Follows, I'm, trying, I'm follows, trying to think who you may be talking hold, about. Hold on, hold but on. On. this it is a public follows, domain matter now, fo- isn't it? It
5: follows what I said about the fight not happening the first time. Again, everyone seems to forget that I said what I said. And in fact, think of it. If I've made all this money for all these networks, Matchroom, Sky, ITV, you know, you've seen what happens when I come into the studio. Credibility, you see, how did I get that credibility? It's being honest. It's
4: being honest. Well, your achievements. Your, your achievements. Yeah, but the, the you achievements. I, you had no achievements. We should be honest as well
2: though, Chris. Should Harlem get the fight should not on your on the back of your name, should he not get the fight on merit, on his yes, own merit? He's,
5: and I'm and that's exactly what I'm saying. He's nineteen fights unbeaten on on merit and merit alone, he should have that fight. Why okay. should it be given to somebody else?
2: Okay. So after he fights Dobson, you think Conor Ben should fight your nephew, Harlem Eubank?
5: Yes. Yes, I do. And then the winner of that fight then can go and clean up the world. And I know it's me. You know, I I read a comment the other day. It went something as follows. You know, I love the relationship between uh, Eubank Jr. and Eubank Sr. Jr. silent and deadly. He's a killer. He doesn't say anything. And the dad comes in strutting, he's he's rolling his shoulders, he's dancing, he's reciting poetry. It's the perfect combination. And that's what Harlem now has with his dad, his surrogate dad. So, you know, as much as you may not like uh, the control that I say I have on this I don't have a view on it. Well, well you you have one now. I just I would like I, don't. I, I w- don't have a view on it. Well, this is the narrative. I have a view on
4: whether the fight can be made. Okay. And whether, why and, can't it be made? They're both 147. And as I Junior why. is now walking around at 187 pounds. It is but, madness. But let's move. The, I've always been in total agreement with you. That you that, have? A, a total agreement with you. And you'll never... He? No, I've always been in total agreement with you. Either you haven't listened... <laughs> or I haven't made it clear. I've always been in total agreement with At you about that At the end of our interview, I, I when might, we
5: last had that interview never, on your show up front, point, you, Chris, said, that's rude. You, you said like this, so you're going to stop it. Right?
4: How are you going to do that? Because I thought what you were saying was ridiculous. And yes, I, I, I still do.
5: Yeah. So, okay. So now now, now the third phase yeah. or the second phase shows...
4: No, it doesn't. It's the yeah, same so face. Yes, it does. you You just don't like what I'm saying. Well, earlier on, Chris, you if said if you're doesn't like make I have never agreed. Hang on, Jim. It, I have never it doesn't agreed. I have never agreed that your son should be fighting Conor Ben. Never agreed with that. Now, we move on to the Harland Conor Ben fight. Never. I thought it was a bad fight for both of them. I thought all they were doing was trading you off said your... to me, no, how are you going to stop it? No, no that's to like, be fair, I've heard them but say that, But that's that, two Chris. different things, Chris. You're, you're conflating that. two different arguments. My point is, is the ha- is the Harlan um, fight, Harlan-Eubank fight against Conor Ben doesn't happen for two reasons. The economics aren't there. You may think that you can get them. And Conor Ben has a serious problem about being able to overcome the British Boxing Board of Control's wishes because they've gone public domain with it. Now, I hope he does. Then if he does then we can have that conversation. Okay. But at no point Economics. have I ever said that your son should fight Conor at 160. I thought it was a freak show of a fight. Always thought it was. Well, it doesn't so seem to listen. me that you
5: have been... Well, listen
4: then. Because I've said it repeatedly and we've discussed it repeatedly, you and I, on two separate occasions. No, we haven't discussed you it haven't repeatedly. To and again, repeatedly.
5: again, I say to you, you know, you talk out of two sides of your face.
4: No, I don't. One, straight down the line like you. Straight down the line. Don't I, need to. I know, I know what you are. You don't. Okay, I am not... Dis- I haven't been... i dis- a journalist last time you I- saw me, apparently according to you.
5: Listen to what he's Chris, saying. Chris, look at me. Hold on a We're, minute. What, what, here, what, here what is he, is he then? Here. What
4: is he? Two-faced according Ask to him. Ask him. He what said, is he?
5: He says he's not a journalist. Never
2: mind him. You said you know what he is. What is he? He's a journalist.
5: <laughs> he's a journalist. And a journalist trying to actually get traction. I'm going to go and have a, a wash now in attraction he's trying to get traction in the world of gladiators I'm climbing on the shoulders of
4: giants yes you are don't be so bloody silly I don't need you for anything
5: explain that I don't need you I didn't say you needed me
4: I didn't say you needed me so I don't climb on anyone's shoulders so if you're going to make specific observations about people be right I am right right. you're not right you're not right
5: hold on if you're saying you're not a journalist then either I don't know what the word journalist means or you are deluded or
4: both (laughs) I'm <laughs> whole
2: oh, both. Now, Chris, oh, what both. we can do is this. If you a journalist, you, you, you
5: said that You said No, 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 no,
2: you no, said, no, no. I'm please. a journalist. He's a journalist.
5: No, no. So, what is he? A me? pundit,
2: a b- entrepreneur,
5: a businessman, like yourself. He is in, He he paid me money to. He paid me money to come to a studio and sit down and have an interview. Well, He didn't. He's do it a personally. journalist. Huh?
2: You no, were paid to go I, there and be interviewed by Simon.
5: We had a chat. So,
2: you to chat. We had a
5: chat. So, but Simon we, didn't pay you. Who? So, so it was as on, far as I got on whose account was it? On whose account was I there? <laughs> I Simon, no, Simon. I have no idea. Simon, I'm sorry to be the first one to tell you and, you know, you're, you're, they do the pronoun thing. I ain't doing that. You are thank a thank journalist.
4: You. Thank you. You interview What's people. To do with it? I have a discussion with you. Not an interview. We that had mean, a discussion. No, you're
3: a journalist. Download Stand Well Back.
2: Listen Outspoken with White and Jordan from the world's biggest sports
1: radio station. Talk Sport.
2: Thanks for listening to our Spoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a review. wherever you get your podcast from, we're back tomorrow to bring you the best of the show. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new custom spray five-in-one gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks,